Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. Back to America's Heroes Group, a roundtable with partner, veteran, legislative voice. May is Mental Health Awareness and Military Caregiver Month. Today is Saturday, May 14th, 2022. Our host is Cliff Kelly. I'm Sean Claiborne, the co-host, Army National Guard veteran. Our executive producer is Glenda Smith, and our digital media producer is Ivan Ortega of Scouts Honor Productions. Then we also have Jada in the studio. Jada in the booth over there holding it down. Can't forget about her. Our partner, Stephanie Collada, is on the line. She's a U.S. Army Reserve Sergeant First Class, veteran, and founder and creator of the Veterans Legislative Voice. And we're going to talk about military and veteran suicide, a serious topic. You've heard about this before, but we're going to go in a little bit deeper in some numbers and also see what's going on and what's new on the legislative side. How are you doing, Stephanie? Doing great. I'm happy to be here. Glad to have you back. Always good to have you. Yes. Um, I'm excited to talk about military uh, suicide, especially with Everything going on in the media I about think, the I don't think anybody's ever been excited to talk about suicide. <laughs> I'm so sorry <laughs> for that. No, no, it's but, not. No, I mean, I'm not putting, putting that down. But I'm saying it's just, that's the first. That's the first. That's got to be. <laughs> Let's talk about suicide. <laughs> but I mean, it's important know, we got to talk about. It's something we definitely got to talk about. Yes, I mean it goes hand in hand with mental health, and to me, with mental health is so important. When I was in the army, I openly told people when I was seeking therapy and treatment and being medicated because I wanted to stamp out that stigma that we had. I was also a security clearance manager. So having those things and doing those things while I can still maintain my security clearance and also handle others, I just try to help out there so that soldiers, service members, sailors, everybody can understand that mental health treatment is out there, possible, and it's not going to 99% 99% of the time, not going to hamper on your, your career. Mm-hmm. I think it's really cool that, you know, um, the mental health, like the military is known for throughout history. People don't always give it the credit, but we forget the military has been the forefront. Most of our big inventions, most of our big turning points in American history and world history has come through, you know, for better or for worse, military technology, military experiences, military everything. The, we wouldn't be having this conversation through social media if it wasn't for the fact that the military created the Internet, the military created right. radio. And, you know, we could be this might be the turning point where we because of the, the stigma that's been on mental health issues throughout history. You know, the idea that it's, you don't talk about these things or things like that. Now, because of the military taking the lead in the forefront, it seems, on mental health issues, this could be a turning point for the health of America. Yes. I completely agree there. When we started talking about mental health decades ago, it really did start helping other people, even civilians, like, oh, my God, I have PTSD. Even though it's not from combat, it could be from a car accident. It could be from sexual assault. It can be from seeing somebody um, being shot or beat up. Those type of things just that you encounter can happen 
And anyone could have PTSD. You don't have to be in combat to actually have PTSD. Um, my grandfather, who is a Korean, who was a Korean War veteran, also sought treatment back in the seventies for mental health. Um, so it's it's a little bit in the family for me on that one. Um, the biggest things I like about the military, with uh, even for the medical advances from the start of World War One all the way up to Vietnam War, our medical advances tripled, I mean, quadrupled the amount of speed because we were encountering these things every day and we saw the need for medical advances. Those type of things happen, and I do hope that will extend itself into mental health. Um, the USS George Washington has been a big thing going on. I'm waiting for them to do a full uh, hearing in Congress. They're very tied up with budgets right now and appropriations, but they did talk about it briefly so if anybody doesn't know, the USS George Washington is um, at shore getting maintenance and refueling done. It happens for at least five years at Newport News, Virginia. Um, actually have a lot of history in that area because uh-huh. I used to work on ships for the Army. Oh, wow. And so uh, that type of thing that happens is that there's still sailors living on that ship while it is going through practically dry dock getting through reshoring and actually all this fixes. So all of these sailors are living there, at least 400, and they're living in a live uh, construction area hmm. in a very rough strip uh, shipyard. And it's not that great. If anybody knows about shipyards, it's not a very comfortable situation to be working in or living in. It's like, yeah, it's like, I don't know, it's like burning metal. I mean, I don't know. But, but what, why are they there, though? I don't understand. Um, so these sailors uh, that live on the ship, they are assigned there. These are most likely usually E-4s and below um, because, like, for any other place, any other branches in the military, they would have barracks and be required to stay on uh, in barracks. Well, since it's the Navy, if they are assigned to a ship, if they're E-4 and below, they live on the ship mm-hmm. 24-7, live, work, eat, shower, everything on that ship. And so those type of issues do come up of the living uh, conditions that they're living in. It's been living conditions was a big thing. That's also happened in the, in the Army in uh, multiple other locations. But living expenses or living conditions can impact mental health greatly. Mm-hmm. And then you, then you get on top of that toxic leadership. Toxic leadership has been a big topic about what's going on at the USS George Washington. Um, a few sailors had came out and talked about their attempts of suicide. We now at least have confirmed, the Navy's confirmed at least five had uh, committed suicide or died by suicide in the last two years. Three of those actually happened in the same week. Hmm. And the rate of suicide for this type of organization is five times more likely than the entire military. So for the Navy, it's five times higher than the entire military. Or no, just for the ship. Oh, for the ship. The rate, the rate of suicide per sailor there is actually they're five times more likely to die by suicide than any other place in the entire military. Wow. Yeah. So what? So why is it's nothing really, being done? Why isn't why aren't why isn't the command, you know, saying hey, we got to maybe you know do do something about this? And then is that is that really is those types of conditions? Is that the type of ship? Is that going to be battle ready if you have to go into into a situation or a conflict? Um, they're still about a year off. Um, they've been delayed because of COVID and then contracting. And so they're still, even though this ship has been on 
in maintenance for a long time and actually backlogged on their schedule, their behind schedule, they're going to be there for maybe about another year. And one of the issues that they're having with these suicides are these people that, that do die by suicide, they're not in clusters. They're not in the same sections. They work and they're scattered across all of the sections. So it's a little bit more difficult to try to figure out, pinpoint all of the reasons that happens there. And I do want, I try to point out as much as possible about toxic leadership and toxic work environments because it can cause so much mental health uh, issues on service members and it does, it impacts the most at those that are E4 and below. They have the least amount of, uh, of control, Mm -hmm. least amount of rank. They have no power, no say. Mm -hmm. They are told what to eat, when to eat, where to eat it and where and sleep and everything. So they have zero control on their lives. All right, they're bottom of the food chain. They don't have any command. They don't have any real authority. Correct. And so they have zero power, zero voice. And um, many of us use um, command climate surveys. And command climate surveys in the military, for those that don't understand, every so often there's supposed to be a survey that happens, and it's supposed to be anonymous. And they ask you about many different things that's happened in the wor- in the workplace, whether you you trust your leaders, whether you have witnessed or have been sexually assaulted or harassed, whether you do think about suicide. Um, I bring it up often. Uh, Brandon Casarda committed suicide nearby from Newport News across the bay um, in Yorktown. Or excuse me, not. <laughs> uh, but they were near there. And so he in Norfolk and um, he died because of the toxic work environment that he was uh, impacted in. And he tried so hard to try to be better, try to help others and everything, and he still passed. And the thing is is that his father requested the uh, command climate survey of that unit. The year prior to his son's death, they found that 62% of this unit believed that they sought mental health treatment. They would have a negative impact on their career. Do you think this has changed from conflict to conflict? So if we went back to Vietnam, for example, or went back to World War II, mm. will we see similar numbers or similar uh, types of instances? Um, it changes. Um, ooh, and the numbers have, have actually increased more, um, even since Vietnam. And for the veterans, it, do, it has increased um, greatly. And um, for veterans... It's a surprise, but majority of those that will die, that are more likely to die by suicide are those that are 51 to 70. Um, most likely it's because uh, we assume that uh, it's most likely psychological. They're dealing with all of their issues, and they're just tired of having to go through that. It's also having to deal with their physical conditions that they are impacting with. Many veterans of those ages were in uh, Vietnam, Korean War, and they were exposed to Agent Orange uh, radiation, um, many different different uh, types of chemicals, and they're having to deal with those um, impacts from being exposed to those chemicals. Yeah, so I think the study shows that we still at 22 a day, roughly. Is that, just, is that still the going number for suicides every day? It depends on the demographics you look at, but on total, a lot of a lot of it says 22 a day. Um, I've seen others that says 28, but those are mostly um, by different demographics. Mm-hmm. So I wonder sometimes. I mean, well, if the, the studies show that the, out of the, the majority of people that are committing suicide every day, the biggest demographic was the Vietnam era veterans. You know, people have yes. the idea. 
people thought it was Afghanistan and Iraq because that's what the main war of the day, the main conflict of the day. Mm-hmm. But reality is, is actually most people that are committing suicide are the vet- Vietnam veteran era veterans, which are, like you mentioned, are older. These guys are hitting 70 now. They're 60s, 70s and up. Yes, and they're getting and they're um, producing colon cancer. Um, they're getting heart cancer. The, uh, some of them are getting lung cancer because of the um, Agent Orange. And I have been to those um, groups that you that you get to go to, or you're asked or made available for you to go to for mental health when you go through those type of things. And that has been one of the biggest things that really impacts their mental health is having to deal with these conditions that they got from the military, mm-hmm. that it was no fault of their own. And uh, they have a lot of anger towards the government and the military because of their exposure and what they're living through every day with that. And it's very sad. And it's um, we just always have to just remind our veterans, any veteran out there, that they are worth something. And they didn't deserve what's, what happened to them, but they should still keep on going and we'll, I'd love to help any of them that's out there with that. Mm-hmm. Give us your social media information. I always ask you to do that because it's important. Make sure that we know also to audience, make sure you're going on Facebook live and seeing us on Facebook live and leaving your comments and also you, you're liking and subscribing to our Facebook and YouTube um, uh, sites. That is very important to make sure we're on the air and also too to get more information out to more veterans and more people. Like and subscribe on YouTube. See us on streaming platforms like, like Roku, Zondra's TV Network, anywhere you get your podcast, but then also see us on Facebook and like and also leave comments there. Now, the thing of it is, is that I noticed that also going across the country, not just I know even though the veteran population has higher instances of suicide, the CDC, the CDC mentioned that the suicide rate is up 30 percent nationally since 1999. You know, mm-hmm. and I thought that was interesting because I had to go then look it up because I always like to challenge, you know, just go for this numbers and just say, OK, this is this is, you know, you can always turn numbers to make them make them tell one story or another story. But the thing is interesting is that since 1999, the growth rate of the population is actually down 50 percent. Yeah, I'd actually put that, those two numbers together. So we have a higher suicide rate with us a, with a, a shrinking growth rate. Which means that something mm-hmm. else is going on. It's not like there's, there's more people committing suicide because there's more people. Well, we're losing. We're actually we're also losing a, a large amount of our World War II population, our Korean War population. Those populations outnumbered many of us, especially um, those with from Iraqi freedom and enduring freedom. Those Gulf War uh, veterans do not nearly get to the amount of even just the Korean War veterans. So while we're losing those uh, people also from old age because they're getting up there in age. And so that's one of our greatest decreasing population since is because of those uh, two generations. Wow. So now, mm-hmm. now you heard a lot about 988, which is coming out. Um, is that still scheduled to launch in July of this year? Yes. Okay. Yes. Everything I'm looking at, it's still saying that. And I'm, I'm excited for that because if anybody doesn't know, that's the hotline number that you can call directly for suicide. I do highly recommend anybody for that is thinking about suicide or they know anyone that is thinking of suicide to contact the Veterans uh, Crisis Line. They, you can call them, text them, message them online. Um, if you are concerned about a veteran that is thinking of suicide, they will stay on the line with you as they call the local PD. 
that will try to do a health wear check with you. And I've had to go through that process, and I've only had great results, uh, great um, help from them. I've never actually had any negative reviews for any of that type of situation. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I read about there's a there's a twenty it's like a this thing called the twenty minute window. I guess I call it a twenty minute window because if you can if you can get intervention, whenever that thought or that urge or that and I can't even imagine what that's even like. You know, getting to the point where it's like okay, I got, you have to just check out. You got to do this right now. You have to commit suicide. There's a twenty minute window. If you can just push it back twenty minutes, that is what the average time frame is for you to come down off of that ledge. Yes, I. I always try to recommend veterans to go to some place that they feel peaceful or they see somewhere beautiful. For me, I go to the beach or I go to a lake. I'm in Florida, so that's why. <laughs> For other people, go to a park. Go somewhere that is beautiful. I mean, even the mall, some places have some really gorgeous uh, artwork and uh, gardening and things like that. Just to change your surroundings helps so much for those that are going through those issues. And even like locking up your weapon, if you have a if you have a handgun or if you have a rifle, and you know putting the you know the ammunition away from the rifle, locking it up, if it, it could take you ten fifteen minutes just to get to the rifle, get to the weapon, that could be a big difference between you actually going yeah. through the act and saying, you know, let me think about this. Actually, there's a great there's another thing to add on to that. Um, recently, the DOD, the uh, Joint Travel Regulations, um, they have um, removed any of the configurations. So if any service members are traveling with gun safe and they're uh, going to a permit change station, they go into a new location, they do not compute any of the gun safes that they have there. And it's to uh, encourage those to have those gun safes so then hopefully then for the, if they are thinking of suicide, it's causing them to have that much longer to think about it because if you can get out of that 20 minute window like you said you're more li- likely not to die by suicide well so we didn't we skipped mm-hmm. over that part give us your uh, social media information your website information and ways to contact you yes forgive me um so it's veterans legislative voice um it's v-e-t-s legislative voice.org um i'm on facebook twitter and instagram and my own website um, I do want to let you guys know out there, there's a couple of things that should be coming out in the next month or two. The last National uh, Defense Authorization Act that came out, they um, instituted that there will be studies that the uh, DOD has to do, and that includes the sexual assault, harassment, domestic violence, but suicide is included on there. So they're going to be doing a lot more um, studies, and they should be publishing reports and having a hearing to, the, to Congress. Supposed to be June. But I'm expecting later than that because of all the budget and appropriations meetings that's happening next month. Okay. And then also you have an article coming up in our, our, our new uh, newsletter. So AHG uh, Speaks is a newsletter coming out, launching pretty soon. And, yeah, I think you have the first uh, article in there. Yes, I do. And um, in one of my articles I'm really proud of, it's how to support your veterans and why it's important. And for so many people, if they're civilians and they just want to do something for veterans, it's a great article. So then you can try to get your start in helping out with that. Yeah. So what those things are coming on right now? So there, is there, are there any uh, movement? Is there any movement going on with the laws as far as changing benefits for veterans or improving things for veterans other than what we talked about today? Um, we're still expecting some more movement. Um, so VA had added nine rare lung cancers uh, types for the burn pits as presumptive conditions. 
we're, uh, we should probably be hearing about brain cancer and breast cancer in the next couple of months. Um, we are still trying strong to try to get the Honor in Our Pact Act passed by the end of this congressional session, which ends this December. Um, FYI out there, Republicans, some of the Republicans are really fighting this bill. So if you can, please contact your senators to try to help them to vote for this bill. Um, the uh, majority leader had promised to have the vote by the end of the congressional session, so we need to look out for that. I'm always going to get on my, my, my uh, soapbox to talk about how I think it's uh, super important that we just pat, that Congress passes some kind of law that makes it makes your benefits, but particularly health care benefits, automatic mm-hmm. for all veterans. Once you're That's military, going once through. You're it's going, it's, what was that? There's one that had passed. Um, I believe Senator John Tester had put it through. It passed the Senate. It is in the House. Okay. So we're still waiting for that one. Um, that one has slowed down its progress because um, it was opening up the health care for all of the uh, the most present um, veterans. So the ones for Iraqi Freedom, Enduring Freedom, New Dawn, those veterans will be qualified for automatic enrollment in, in the health care. But that's slowing down because that benefit would have been also been included on the honoring or pact act. So they're kind of hitting heads right now at this moment. So we're just waiting for them to work it out. Yeah. They need to make it for every veteran is ever put on a uniform. If you've been in the yes. uniform for at least six months, you should get automatic healthcare benefits period for the rest of your life. Man, I don't care if honorable discharge, dishonorable discharge, it, it costs too much more money. We're actually wasting money fighting all of these claims and having to deal with all of these things on the back end versus dealing with them up front. When you have people that are mm-hmm. exposed to toxic chemicals, when you have people that are suffering from mental illness, when you have people that have even dental problems, I mean, I mean even dental care. I mean, this something yeah. so simple with the infrastructure and resources that are already present in our military and in the veterans and the VA system, we could actually do this. It doesn't, and it will probably save us a lot of money by doing it this way. It would, because even just dental care, for example, it having bad dental hygiene could cause heart conditions, can cause lung conditions, diabetes, those type of things. It increases the likelihood, increases the likelihood of dementia. Mm-hmm. So you have these veterans that are getting up in age, and then they're more likely to then be going into the veterans' homes that the states have. So that's even more money being pumped in there because these veterans need long-term care um, at their older age. Well, I guess you got to have common sense. Got to do right to have no right to do right. I guess right. Exactly. So, what final things do you have to tell us about as far as what's going on in your world, and, and especially with the laws? Any new laws coming out? Any things we need to get behind as veterans? Anything we need to rally around? Well, we definitely need to rally more towards some of the um, the. I love to harp on the military sexual trauma um, bills. Uh, Representative Spear had put in a bill so to fill in the gaps that had been missed from the previous bills that had became law. So this one would outline more laws for uh, sexual harassment and it's the investigation of it and pretty much making sure that the commanders have as least control over the judicial process as possible. Uh, right now, commanders have control over jury selection so not many people realize this you do not you're not allowed jury uh, a jury of your peers when you're in the military when you're facing judicial action it is chosen by your commander which may or may not be trying to subvert or protect someone who's involved in that investigation 
Exactly. There's been a number of commanders I've gotten in trouble for actually uh, conflicts of interest in trying to change the uh, entire court martial that was going through because of the jury selection. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so does your Mother's Day pretty well? Did you have a good Mother's Day? Yes. Did a great had had a great Mother's Day. My mother had a great Mother's Day. Uh, I have a great Mother's Day with my my fur babies because I only have cats, but all the love for them. <laughs> Stephanie Collada, good to have you back. Good to have you hear your voice every every month or every week sometimes on our show. Yes. Happy to be here. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.